Hey everyone, it's Raheel. I've recently seen a lot of pictures on social media of a super creepy crawler that's seemingly taking over the Houston area. It can grow up to 15 inches and can be poisonous, but the reason everyone is freaking out, it has a hammerhead, like a shark. Joining me today is our nature contributor and biology professor at Rice University, Scott Solomon, to explain the dangers of the hammerhead flatworm and what you need to do if you see one. Before we get to today's conversation, I have a quick favor to ask. CityCast is surveying our listeners to help us make CityCast Houston a better, more useful podcast for you. Please go to citycast.fm survey to take our listener survey. It's only five minutes long. I've timed it and it's easy to do. That's citycast.fm survey. When you take the survey, you'll also be eligible to win a $250 Visa gift card as a thank you. Take it now at citycast.fm slash survey. It's Wednesday, May 31st. I'm Raheel Ramzanali, and here's what Houston's talking about. Welcome back to CityCast Houston. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Raheel? I'm doing all right. I'm so pumped to talk to you because I'm a fan of your episode. So I can't wait to talk about the hammerhead flatworm. But before we talk about creepy crawlers and bugs, I've got a question for you. Are there any bugs that you don't like? <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I am uh, a big advocate for all the bugs out there. Um, unpopular opinion there. But yeah, there are some that I don't like. I am not a fan of mosquitoes. <laughs> okay, so you're like every Houstonian. I mean, of course, I hate getting bitten by mosquitoes. It's unpleasant, and some of them transmit diseases. They're not great. So I kill mosquitoes whenever I can, I'll be honest. Is there any benefit to mosquitoes? Yeah, people ask me that a lot. So, you know, a lot of times we point out like even a lot of insects that we don't particularly care for have a role, right? They have an important role they play in the ecosystem. So we should be considerate and aware. But the thing about mosquitoes is they have become so common because of us. So most of the mosquitoes that we interact with are species that are not naturally this common. They have spread with humans around the world. You know, most of the species we have in our area are not native to this area. They've spread with us. They've become common because they're well adapted to the kind of environments that we create in cities and, and farms. So the world would be just fine without those particular types of mosquitoes, or at least without as many of them as there are today. Mm. Perfect. All right. So let's talk about the hammerhead flatworm. Okay. I've lived in Houston now for over 30 years. And this is the first time that I've seen them on my social media. Like I'm seeing pictures at least once a week. We're talking about it here on CityCast Houston. Are they new to our area or did they just hire a new PR firm? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So maybe a little bit of both. They seem to have been in our area for a while. They're not native here. So just like mosquitoes that we were talking about, these are species that don't belong here. They were brought here in, in plants. So they've been actually kind of shipped around the world inadvertently when people transport plants, they can show up in the soil that come with the plants. So they've arrived at our in our area, you know, sometime in the last, you know, 100 years or maybe even a little more than that. But you're right. I think they have become more common recently. But it also is probably the case that, 
we've just become more aware. I've also lived in Texas for uh, pretty much my entire adult life. And I just saw the first one that I'd ever seen in my life just a few years ago. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, what is that thing? That is, yeah. that is amazing. I was immediately like, I mean, as a biologist, I was immediately fascinated, took pictures and videos and then started looking it up. And I was like, oh, this is actually something really interesting. Yeah. So what exactly is the hammerhead flatworm and where would we find them? Yeah. So, okay. So they are a kind of worm, but the, the word worm is like one of these words that doesn't really mean anything. It's like saying bug. A bug mm. could be an insect or it could be a, you know, bacteria, right? Like we use that term to mean anything. And the term worm is also one that's not very useful. Mm. So they're not related to earthworms. It's a different kind of, of worm called a flatworm or a planarian. And so most of those, like most flatworms live in the water. They live in the ocean or they live in, in lakes. So we are not as familiar with them as we are with like earthworms. But they're actually a really big group of organisms. And they're actually, they're, they're really fascinating. There's some issues with them that we can talk about, some kind of reasons why we should be a little concerned about them, but um, but they're actually kind of fascinating. I mean, for example, they have their mouths in the middle of their body. It's on Whoa. the bottom of the worm in the middle of their body and they're predators. And the way that they eat is by secreting a toxic slime. So they like will cover up their prey. And actually one of their main kinds of prey is earthworms. So they will eat an earthworm by basically wrapping around it and secreting this toxic slime that paralyzes the worm and then starts to break it down. And then they will basically stick the part of their mouth out of their body and begin to absorb it through the mouth. And <laughs> their mouth is also their anus. So they, they have only one opening and it's for both in and out. So, you know, they're really kind of, kind of amazing. And another thing that's really cool about them is that one of the ways that they can reproduce is by just splitting their body in half. Mm. And this is actually important to know because if you decided you wanted to kill one, say by cutting it in half, you actually just made the problem worse because now you have two worms. <laughs> it, they will regenerate. And so, uh, but that's actually naturally part of what they do is they'll break off a part of their body and then it will regrow. Whoa. And so, so yeah. So that's how they multiply. But I want to go back to the head. The actual hammerhead looks like a hammerhead shark. That's yeah. not the mouth? It's not the mouth. No, they have sensory organs there. So they have these little tiny eye spots on the top. But they also have these like organs that can help them to find prey. And if you watch them, you'll see them sweeping that head kind of back and forth. And what they're doing is they're, is they're kind of smelling for prey. They're looking for earthworms, or they'll also eat insect larvae or slugs. And so they're sniffing around basically with that head. And they can also detect light with these little eye spots on the top of their head. But they don't actually have a mouth on their head. Pretty crazy. Mm. Wow. Okay. Now, they look like they're dangerous to us. Are they dangerous to us or pets? They are a little bit dangerous. So I would say it's not the kind of thing you don't have to completely freak out if you see one. They're not really going to do anything to you unless you were to like eat them, which I don't recommend. But they do, <laughs> as I said, they secrete this toxic slime 
And the toxin is, it's actually an interesting toxin. It's called tetrodotoxin. And that's the same toxin that is found, for example, in puffer fish. So the puffer fish is kind of famous, particularly in Japanese cuisine, because when you eat it, it causes your mouth and your tongue to feel numb. And that's because it is actually shutting down your nerve cells ability to like send a signal. The, the cells in your mouth have just lost the ability to like send a signal to your brain. Mm -hmm. So it feels numb. And that's actually the same thing that they use to immobilize their prey, right? It like shuts down their ability to use their nervous system. So because of that, you know, you don't, you definitely don't want to, to eat them. Not that I think anybody would try that. But it does mean that like for pets, for example, like you don't want your dog or your cat eating these things if you can avoid it. But, you know, you can't necessarily stop them if they're in the backyard. So, you know, it's not the kind of thing, um, as far as I understand, that is going to kill your pet, but it might mm -hmm. make them feel sick for a day or so. Gotcha. So they're not really something that we have to be too concerned about. You have one, it's not the end of the world, but you probably don't want to handle it with your bare hands. So what, you know, is recommended is to pick it up with like like a plastic bag or something like that. And again, you don't want to cut it in half. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> the best way to kill it is to put it into a bag and then put some salt or vinegar into the bag. And that's actually the most effective way to kill them. You can also just stick them in your freezer if you're okay with having a worm in your freezer. You don't want to see what's in my freezer. You go into a biologist <laughs> freezer and there's more than just ice cubes and ice cream. But oh that's an effective gosh. way to... To, to kill them. So they are an invasive species. What does that mean? Like what kind of harm are they causing? Yeah, it's a really good question. And one of the concerns is that because they are predators of earthworms, right? We think of earthworms as being a really important part of the ecosystem, right? If you're a gardener, like you want to have earthworms there because they're you know, helping to aerate the soil and to introduce nutrients into the soil. So we think of earthworms as being really good. So you would assume that something that eats earthworms is going to have a, a negative effect. But it's a little more complicated than that, actually, because earthworms actually are also not native to North America. So even though we think of them as useful in our gardens, their role out in natural environments is a little less clear. And actually, there have been some studies recently that have found that earthworms might be partially responsible for some of the declines we've seen in insect populations. And mm. that's something that we're really concerned about, right? Like we know insects do so many important things for the environment, you know, as pollinators and, and other things. So it's a little unclear, right? So like if this flatworm is actually kind of reducing the population of earthworms, maybe that's not such a terrible thing after all. So it's a, it's a little unclear to say what its overall effect is. Is this a rampant problem right now for Houstonians? Or again, is it just we're starting to see more pictures because they look so gnarly on camera and the way they move? Is this a major problem or what? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't think it's a major problem. Not at this time. I think that it's something that People have noticed, as you said, because they're weird. They're pretty big, right? Like they can grow up to eight inches or almost a foot long. So they're a wow. pretty large animal. If you see one, it's going to catch your attention and they move around. So you'll notice it. 
Um, so, you know, yeah, I think we're paying attention to them. We're seeing them. When people see them, they have the same reaction like I had. What is that thing? Yeah. And so I think we're becoming more aware of them. But as I said, we don't really yet have a great idea of what their impact is on the environment. In general, anytime you've got a non-native species or an invasive species, it's not great. So it's probably not a, not a positive thing, but I don't think we need to uh, freak out about it just yet. All right. Before we let you go, of course, mosquitoes are something to watch out for. We've talked about the hammerhead flatworm. Any other critters that are going to be bugging us here in the summer months? Oh, gosh. I mean, there's always the fire ants. I've talked about those on here before, yeah. right? So I, I actually study ants. That's my main research focus. Uh, but fire ants are not anybody's favorite. And that's another invasive species. They're from South America. They're not from here. So, you know, that's another one we have to watch out for. There is actually another thing that is something that has recently come to my attention. And some listeners might have seen these as well. It's a little black slug. And it's only like a, a, a couple inches long or even less than that. And this is another non-native species that uh, has arrived in our area. And they're really kind of distinct. Like they don't look like anything else. It's jet black. And they have, like all slugs do, like slugs and snails have the little things that look like antennae sticking out from their head. So you can, if you see something black with what looks like little antennae sticking out, that's one of these black slugs. And the reason that there's some concern about them is that they actually have these parasites, these nematode parasites that live inside them that can cause a human infection, not directly, but what happens is that rodents like mice can eat these slugs. And then the rodents, when they poop, they can have these parasites in their poop. And then that can sometimes find its way into a human host. So, so that's another thing that we are learning about, trying to, to keep an eye out for. I've seen them in my neighborhood. They're actually pretty common in, in lawns. If you've got mm. St. Augustine grass, that's a common place that they're found. They can be found in gardens as well. And it's something to keep an eye out for. Again, it's not something we need to freak out about, but you know, if you see them, they're not native, they're not doing good for our environment. So, uh, you know, good idea to kill them. All right. How should listeners kill the slugs and should we report them to anybody? Yeah, those are good questions. So, um, so you can report them actually. Uh, so the Texas Invasive Species Institute at Sam Houston State University has a, an email that you can uh, use to reach out and, you know, make an a report that you've seen any invasive species, but these are some that they're looking out for in particular. The email address for that is invasives at shsu.edu. Okay, perfect. Um, but yeah, in terms of killing them, so the slugs are a little easier to kill. You, you can cut those in half if you are so inclined. They will not reproduce by being split into two the way that the hammerhead worms will. But another way to do it is again with salt or vinegar or putting them in a plastic bag and sticking them in the freezer. All right. That's perfect. Scott, thank you again. So much fun to talk about the viral worm that everyone's posting about and learning a little bit about it. Thank you again, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. That was Scott Solomon. You can listen to his podcast, Wild World with Scott Solomon, everywhere you get your podcasts. Before we go, one of my all-time favorite experiences announced that they're opening a location in Houston. Meow Wolf, I'll explain what it is in a second, is heading to a historic warehouse in Fifth Ward, and the project is expected to cost $42 million. 
So what is Meow Wolf? I don't want to ruin the element of surprise, but it's an immersive art installation that was started in Santa Fe and has now grown to five cities. The best way to experience Meow Wolf is by doing no research and just going in cold when it opens in 2024. Trust me on this one. Hey, don't forget to take our listener survey. It's only going to take a few minutes to complete. You can do it at citycast.fm slash survey. We want to make CityCast Houston a better, more useful podcast for you. And this survey will help us do just that. And by the way, you'll be entered to win a $250 Visa gift card once you complete it. That's citycast.fm slash survey. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you learned something new. You know what? Let me restart that again because I forgot to mute and I got a Slack notification. So let me do that again.